Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We would like to acknowledge that this podcast maiden is being held on Aboriginal land, the land of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. And we would like to pay respect to their eldest past, present and immersion and their multiple birth parents with children with disabilities. And this week's episode, we are speaking to Harry Mezger, Chelsea Hagwitherden and Anna Mezger to hear all about the Berlin World Games 2023 for Special Olympics. This podcast contains truth, laughter and the occasional F word, so it's not really suitable for children. Sometimes you just have to get your shits out. Shit, 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 shit. That's right, this is a language warning. Oh, shit. Hi everyone, it's Mandy here. Um, I took my little portable uh, recording device down to the Victorian State Games and we welcomed back the, um, the Victorians from the Australian team that had been in Berlin. And so it was my chance to speak to Harry and Chelsea and find out all about what it was like to represent Australia, to win medals, to fly all the way to Berlin, all those amazing things. And then at the end of the episode, Kate and I uh, record and speak to Anna, Harry's mum, but also a, a member on the board of Special Olympics Australia. And we've interviewed Anna before, but uh, I, we really wanted to hear what was it like being a part of the World Games. So I hope you enjoy this episode and let's hear from them. So it's Mandy here and we're at Casey Fields and we are at the Victorian State Special Olympics Games. And I have a few special people here that have come back from a trip around the other side of the world. Would you like to say hello and introduce yourself? Hello, my name's Harry and I'm one of the athletes that have just returned from um, Germany on Thursday morning. Really, really early, Maddie. <laughs> <laughs> Some of you will remember Harry. He did a lot of our interviewing on our Special Olympics episode down in Launceston. So you have a lot of fans, Harry, on the podcast. Ah, I, I really hope so. <laughs> <laughs> Harry is sitting here in his Australian um, tracksuit looking pretty fantastic. Harry, tell me, what was it like at that opening ceremony in Berlin? Man, it, it, to be honest with you, it was unbelievable. It was, it was like the Olympics. There was so many spectators. The stadium was full of people, and it was just crazy. It was, and it was, and there was you know, seven thousand athletes as well in there. So, it was, it was just amazing, and the people were lovely, and yeah, it was just, it was just marvelous. And there was the atmosphere was amazing. It was in the um, big Olympic stadium where they had the um, Olympic Games all those years ago in Germany. And it was just, it was enormous, simply enormous and breathtaking. Oh, breathtaking. That's a great word. I was watching it at home and I was crying. Like, what was the emotions like? 
Oh, a bit of everything, a bit of emotion, a bit of sadness, a bit of joy, just, and a lot of shock as well. Just because when you wa- I walked in, I was like, oh my God, this is, this is amazing. This is actually happening. It's, it's full of people. Yeah. And um, tell me, who did you hang around with in that time? Were you getting to know some athletes from other places or were you just sticking to Australia? Uh, I guess it just started that I was kind of getting to with Australia, but the team that went to athletics, there was quite a few people from the state that I hadn't really got to know the, the national games. Uh, so it was just nice to get to know those people as well. But also I got the chance over, over the time and the trip to meet some people from all around the world. And that's where I met a, a friend from Israel named Ron. And yeah, we kind of started talking, but there was, all, there was lots of new people that I met that was just wonderful. And that's what sports all about is connecting, connecting with people with similar interests to you and and sharing things and sh- sharing the moments with them as well. Can you tell me what you competed in? Uh, I competed in the 3,000, uh, that's seven and a half laps. Um, the 10K, that's 25 laps, as the viewers probably remember from the last podcast. Yes. And the, the team realized that's, yeah, just half a lap. Wow. And which race did you do first? Oh, I did the um, 10K. But uh, honestly, the organizers probably missed a trick there just because usually... At national games, how it worked was I, I did the 3K, the 5, then the 10. I think doing the 10 first was a bit a bit cheeky, wow. just because it, it's not for athletes that are uh, that want to do the best and want to do the longest possible race. Doing the, it first is is a bit last is a bit of a risk, yeah. just because you're more injury prone to, to for things to happen. Yeah. Mm, okay, I understand that. And what did it feel like? I'm going back a step. What did it feel like putting on the green and gold? Oh, it's pretty surreal, man. Like from previous experiences, because I've, I've represented Australia a few times, right. but this one felt really different. Just because it was, you know, for Special Olympics and there was so many more athletes that I've ever experienced. Like at athletics, there was, you know, 700 people, 700 mm-hmm. athletes. That's an enormous amount. It's nearly as big as the amount of athletes in Victoria. Yes. It's, it's 20 more, 200 more people, really. Yes. And okay, let's say let's talk about you representing Australia as well because you were in Europe before the Special Olympics Games. Can you tell us a bit about that? Awesome. Um, so the first part of the trip that I went on the first of June. It's a month ago now because today's the first of July, <laughs> and I was competing at the Virtus World Champs uh, in Paris, but it, it was in Vichy, uh, and I was competing in cycling and it was velodrome cycling mm. and road cycling, but. What that made that trip so long as well was we had to put the bikes together. So we had the mechanics putting bikes together and that took quite a while. And we Can you explain what the Virtus Games is? Uh, basically what the Virtus Games, Maddie, and everyone out there, uh, is for people with an intellectual disability. But it's this is the Paralympics is kind of up here. Uh, obviously you can't see with my hand at the moment. Um, and the um, Virtus Games are one level just below... Uh, just below the Paralympics, so it's it's and quite an uh, elite kind of event for athletes. Yeah, got it, got it. So you were in, where were you? Vichy. So Vichy, Vichy is, no, I think north or south of uh, of Ber- um, of um, Paris. Paris. Yeah. So you went from France to Germany. Yeah, and, and it, it was about an hour. It was an hour and a half plane. But the problem was, it became a fire fly because one time when I was waiting for the plane and everyone was queued up to hop on the plane. One of the cabin crew people came and said, um, said, God, everyone, you got to go back to your seats. I'm like, what's going on? Then I asked one of the cabin crew people and I said, 
Um, the reason we're not you're not hopping on the plane is because one of the cabin crew people has slept in and hasn't turned up. <laughs> and then a few hours a few hours later, um, they the person came up and everyone was going yay and everyone was cheering their heads off. Yeah. So and then the other thing that made it extra as long was we Germany wasn't allowing us to travel in because you know right. in most countries I think if a route's at risk of crashing with a plane they kind of delay the flights right because so, when I was watching the flights in Europe because I've watched flight radar there is so many planes yeah so in, in our case we weren't allowed to uh, we weren't allowed to take off so we had to wait a few while but we took off, it was four hours. So there's been a lot of travel. It was a long flight yeah. over to Europe and then a long flight home. It was, yeah. It was, it was about a, coming back was about 37 hours because we, we left on Thursday, one of the early, we woke up at like 3, 3.10 and we were on a bus, a 4.30 bus. Really hard. Tell me about, did you go and watch any other sports in Berlin? I did, with Chelsea I did. Uh, we went and watched some gymnastics and that was fantastic. There's a lot of enthusiastic people and people getting involved and we watched some, what else did I watch? I watched, I think I watched the uh, basketball and I watched the Australian girls kind of play and they, uh, they actually came third. Okay, tell us about, um, what was the food like? Oh, the food was amazing. In France, the food was incredible. The cheeses were good. The baguettes were good. So I, I tried some cheese here and I, I'm not, I think the cheese there is slightly better. Yeah, well, it's just it a lot more fresher flavour and you can't stop eating it. Wow, I'm glad I don't live there. <laughs> me too, me too. <laughs> and what was what was one of the most trickiest things about being away? Well, I think the trickiest thing was the, was the direction of the cars. You know how in Australia we, we go a specific way when we're driving? In Europe, it's the opposite way. So your ah. chance of crashing when you come back from Australia is very high. Yeah, because you have your licence, don't you? Yeah, 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 yeah I do. Yeah. Uh, and it's... It took it did take me a few. It's taken me a little while to kind of, kind of get used to the people walking on the opposite side to what I was walking on and people yes. driving. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. also when you're driving, is is what what and you're turning. It's a sharp. It's actually a sharper corner turn. Yes. And you you feel like a car's going to hit you, but it's actually not because yeah. because of the narrow the narrow gap. Yeah, yeah. Have you been to Europe before? I have. Yeah, I've been a few times. Oh, have you? Yeah, I've been to Paris once, and I've been to Croatia. And a few other countries, and France for skiing. Oh right, okay. Yeah, is that you've represented Australia in snow sports as well? No, 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 I haven't. But I competed in Portugal. Uh, it was that was actually the first time I represented Australia. I was about eighteen at the time, and I, I competed at the world. Um, the, as you can hear, there's a bit of cheering there. Um, in the in the. Uh, the half marathon, Australian the, uh, wow. half marathon champs. Mm. And what was the best thing that ever happened? Oh, I think the best thing that happened was winning, probably winning a medal at the Avertis champ, the Avertis yeah. Games this time around. Yeah. But also winning, you know, three medals uh, at the at the the, the the Special Olympics World Games as well. But what did you win? What medals did you win? Um, I won a second in the. Velodrome team sprint. Yep. So how that works is you do one. So you have three people, and then you kind of one one person does a full lap. They hop pop at the top of the track, and then the two go, and then the last person finishes the lap. Mm. So yeah, it's it's pretty complicated. Yeah. Uh, and the three medals I won at the special mix was for the 
10K, um, it was a bronze. 3K was a bronze and the relay was a bronze. Congratulations. Thank you, Maddie. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. But, and yeah, a lot, a lot of joy for my, the parents that came and the yes. supporters of the people that went as Tell well. me who was there to support you. Uh, my, for the first part, my dad was. So my dad watched all the cycling and took yep. some amazing pictures and probably yeah, got a bit nervous, especially in the road race because that mm. was at a beautiful village in Vichy. Um, and it was it was a criterion. So a criterion is like a, a crit. So you do a specific amount of laps. Mm. Uh, so yeah, in that there was there was about thirty odd people, and each time we went around the corner, it was pretty dangerous. Because right. your chance of hitting someone was pretty high. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Dad was there for quite a bit. Uh, in Germany, Mum Mum you know, went to both, but she uh, Mum and some family friends uh, mm. came and watched me and. Uh, mm. Yeah, really, really love the moments and, and also cherish those moments for the rest of their lives as well. Yeah, because they love you and to see you shining for Australia is the most magical thing a parent could ever imagine. Sure is and it's something parents don't honestly, like they dream of but they don't necessarily believe it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. And they've seen, your parents have seen you since you were a newborn baby turn into this magnificent man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's quite remarkable, man. It, like I honestly didn't think I would have represented Australia already you know five times it's it's pretty uh it's pretty unreal has there been times in your life where you thought this stuff would never happen to you uh, because of your disability or yes yeah definitely especially with my cycling like you I, was, I think it was year three or year, year two or year three at school and I I I learned how to ride a bike mm. and I was actually at you probably do you know Belilla it's a it's a park in Brighton yeah no I don't so that was actually I remember it was one day I was and I was at Belilla with my my mum and my dad my dad was pushing me in the, like he was pushing me behind the bike and pushed me off and, and tried to get me going mm. and I got going <gasps> and you and never stopped was the first time I, yeah rode a two-wheeler bike yeah you you've never forgotten that no no and, and same with walking I can remember when I started walking and, can you yeah, yeah, yeah and it was just just special because those those small things become big things later have become big things in later on in life. Yeah, they do. Now you are now back. Oh, let me hear about what was the closing ceremony not like. Oh, it's more like a party, really. Yeah. But it was, it was a chance to trade pins because one oh. big big part of the thing is you, like at the beginning we got eleven pins to trade with other countries. So the aim, so we knew that kind of closing ceremony is a chance to trade some pins and trade mm. some uniform and, and mm. also I. Who did you give your uniform to I illegally? I legally at the time I gave my jacket to my not my jump a jumper to a friend from Israel and he gave me a, a his his jacket from Israel as well. Yeah, and you showed me a picture that he sent you. What was it? Uh, it was a picture of um it was a picture of he of my Australian jumper on his clothesline because he's wash he's washing it out. So I feel like it on his way back to Israel it might have got a bit wet. <laughs> he's washed out the smell of Harry. No, I don't. Yeah, he probably has. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're back and you've come straight to the state games. My goodness, you looked a bit tired this morning. I, I picked it up though. A good, a good coffee does the damage. <laughs> <laughs> and then today, what is your role here? I'm just here to kind of support the athletes and do the medals as well. And yeah. just. But... And you graduated from the Athlete Leadership Program. Can you yeah, tell me a little bit about that? Uh, so what that involves, and it was, it was two years of hard work, it kind of involves doing a lot of leadership. You go on a camp with the other athlete leaders, and you go and do volunteer things. Could be going and speak at a school, could be going and giving out medals, could be doing stuff with the community. And so that's kind of what it is. It, the effort leader program involves it's just getting the skills to be able to run, yeah, and be, be, show leadership to 
other athletes and, and yeah, get the best out of them as well. And yeah, well, congratulations to that. You finished that. Yeah, all, that was two we, years. Pick that off. Yeah, two years yeah, of the best, and yeah. it's been an enorm, enormous growth. Like I'm on the uh, state committee at the moment, and the national input council with younger, you know, with national athletes from all around the world. So. And what does that mean when you're on that committee? Uh, the national one. Uh, mm. just basically, what it means is I kind of work closely with national athletes. Mm. Uh, and they kind of we talk about what we can do to make Special Olympics more special, you know, greater for for other athletes. And uh, what do you have in mind? Because you've seen a lot now. You've seen how the whole world does Special Olympics. Yeah. Well, I guess what I've got in mind is just to try and make it more inclusive and and add it more sports in. Because as I saw from the World Games, there's a lot of sports still that we're not really getting to. Like there was hockey, for example. There was kayaking, for example. So yeah, I know we it's. You need funding to do those sports, but there's, there's, and even cycling. But there's, there's definitely real potential for the future for, for Special Olympics in Victoria and Australia. And we can, yeah, I can picture the next ten or fifteen years. We, we have so many more sports, and we're at a amazingly, yeah, amazingly awesome kind of place with our sport. And more people are, are getting, are being, are taking part in sport that. Yeah, you know, weren't around a few years ago. Yeah, I mean, come on, Australian government. Yeah, they've they've got to add some funding in, surely. Yeah, yeah well, they do. <laughs> <laughs> and we like to tell people on our podcast. Yeah, we sure do. <laughs> we need, need, they need to get a big paycheck. Now, tell me, what do you have to do? Like, after this weekend, you're going back to to work. To work. Tell us about your work. Oh, I work at a hospital. So uh, my job at a hospital, and it's it's Masada. So I hope. Some people from Masada are listening to this. Oh, I'm uh, sure they will be. Rubbish back at work when I get back. <laughs> uh, I work as an allied health assistant. So what that is, is uh, I'm assistant to a physiotherapist and an OT. So we're basically the number two to those two disciplines. And it's, it's, it's a wonderful hospital. And I work with people that are, um, that are not particularly well and need rehab. Mm. And saying that, I've, I've met some amazing people through that. And they've got amazing stories. Like, there was one lady that I met... And she's not at the hospital now, but she's, she, I think, followed me quite closely when I was away. Mm. So it's just those people that you meet that just make it all worthwhile. Was it difficult to find a job? It was, yeah. Like, with a disability, that type of area is really, it's super difficult to get working because it's so competitive. Mm. And a lot of people you're competing against for work haven't got a disability yeah. in that area because you have to go to university and study. It's not something that everyone can do. You have studied quite a bit though. What what do you what qualifications do you have? Uh, I've got a Cert for Allied Health Assistance uh, in Sport and um, Physiotherapy and OT uh, and also I've got a Diploma of Leadership and Management and a Diploma of Sports Development. Yeah, so you are qualified. Yeah, maybe, maybe over-qualified yeah. for some jobs. <laughs> yeah, well that's also what can happen sometimes, yeah, yeah. isn't it? It is, it really is and being over-qualified is, can be a bit of a a bit of a disadvantage mm. just because employers might look at your CV and go, man, this person's, why are you applying for this job? This is insane. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, congratulations on getting the job at Masada. They don't know how amazing they are to have you. Oh, thank you very much, Manny. And yeah, that I think they, they've been paying me back with treats because a, a, a lot of patients like providers with chocolates. Yes. So we're always eating. Yeah, that's, I bet you are. That's probably where all the other, the extra two kilos have come from. <laughs> Well, thank you, Harry, for speaking to us today. I know you're a bit jet-lagged. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a little bit jet-lagged. It, it, it feels like it's night time. It's yeah. more, really, really early morning there. So I just want to encourage you that you are a fabulous leader in our club, Melbourne Inner East. 
You're a great support to my daughter as well as all the other athletes um, and you are just a shining star in our club. We were so proud of you, so congratulations. Thanks, Manny, and it's, yeah, it's been lovely to talk to everyone again and I look forward to talking really, really soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two Peas in Podcast loves Harry Metzger, hey? They sure do, and, I, and Harry loves Two Peas in the Pods. <laughs> <laughs> and I think one day we need a Netflix special with Harry and Chelsea and some of these guys follow you around the world all the amazing things you do yeah that sounds like a great idea yeah. <laughs> okay thank you harry thanks mandy thank you no surprise but the interviewer forgot something so harry tell me about the award you were nominated for and what it was all about thanks mandy uh, for reminding me <laughs> um the award that i was nominated for for the was the young persons persons award channel 7 young persons award and basically what the award is for is for someone's contribution to the um, community. So I was, how it works is to start with there was 30 people that was nominated for the award in the category then I broke it down to 10 people then to 4 people then the finalists then the winner. Uh, so I was nominated as a finalist for the award so one night myself and some of the Special Olympics um, people that nominated me went to this beautiful the Suffertel Hotel. It was The food was amazing probably ate a bit too much food <laughs> but and yeah when they so every, all the finalists kind of got a certificate and then I had a photo of the person up there. Uh, then after that, uh, they announced a winner and I was hopping off, hopping off stage and about to go back to my seat. Then I read out the winner is Harry Mezger. So I had to sn sneak up on the stage and I uh, won. Congratulations. Thank you, Maddie. And yeah, the audience are probably thinking, why, why was I nominated? The reason I was nominated was for my hard work to Special Olympics and my, I guess my dedication to, to being an advocate for people with a disability as well. And it was just, it was just wonderful. Like winning an award is so special. But yeah, sometimes people do things without being acknowledged. So just to be acknowledged was just... And in a mainstream setting. Of course, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, it was just a very special thing. And it was actually on Channel 7 um, a few few weeks ago now, a month or two ago now. So you can, it was, yeah, so you can, you'd be able to watch, re-watch the um, kind of the, the, um, the patch again, the part again. I think they posted it on our Special Olympics Melbourne Inner East page, so you might be able to go back and watch that. But yeah. I was watching it crying. Really? Yeah. Yeah, my, I think everyone on my table was crying. They, they had, I had no idea what had happened. When I read my name, I was like, is this a mistake? Has someone accidentally written my name on the, the winner's list? You you were nominated for a reason. You met all their criteria, so you deserve to win. Yeah, yeah, I know. But sometimes people, yeah, sometimes people feel they're going to win, and then they get too excited, and they, they go, oh. So you just had to have low expectations. Yeah, you, you can't have the highest expectations. Yeah, true. I try to live my life by that. Hey, of course, high of hopes <laughs> and low expectations. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, we're adding that in because I forgot to say that. So thank you. No worries, man. And hopefully, I've inspired everyone, and and look forward to. Here and turn to everyone really soon. Yeah, thanks, Harry. Bye. And I have another special athlete here to introduce you, and you might remember her from our Special Olympics interviews as well. Can you say your name? My name is uh, Chelsea Haig Witherden. Yeah, well, thank you for coming on my little podcast, our little podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's honestly an honour to, to be back here. Now, tell me, um, where have you just been? Well, I was just in Berlin for the Special Olympics World Games. And you just got home when? Literally uh, very early on Thursday morning. 
Elsie, tell me what it was like when you were chosen to be on the Australian team. When I first got the announcement that I had been selected, I was like, wait, what? I, d I did that, that good to have been, been selected. And so from that point onwards, I just, I was like, I have to amp up my training tenfold. So tell me, what do you compete in? Um, so I compete in athletics and, and um, I'm, I'm, my specialty is throws. And so what did you do in Berlin? So I, in Berlin, I did shot put, turbo javelin and the 4 by 100 metre mixed relay. Can you tell everyone what the turbo javelin is? It's basically a javelin crossed with a vortex. So instead of a metal tip like on a traditional javelin, it's got a, a rubber tip on one end and then the other end has uh, projectile fins like on a vortex and it's also a little bit shorter than, than a regular javelin so in a way it's much safer to throw. And tell me what was it like getting on that plane to head to Berlin? Honestly I was like am I really he here now? Oh I mean in, not only was I going over with some of my closest fr friends from my club and state but also having the opportunity to, to basically compete with some of my fellow competitors from both New South Wales and Queensland. Amazing. How did it feel when you put the uniform on? Honestly, it felt really good. I finally fulfilled something that I've been dying to do for the last few years. And, uh, you, know, you know, let's just say green and yellow definitely suits me. <laughs> it sure does. What was it like walking out into that opening ceremony? Oh, the atmosphere was just electric. It's like walking into the same stadium that um, the Olympians wa walked it in for the Olympics. Like, I, I think it was like 90 years ago or something like that. It was just, whew. And, and then ju just um, the whole atmosphere was just so, so good. When I was watching it in the morning here, it just looked like everyone was just so happy. Oh, yeah, everyone wa was so happy and... Uh, not to be biased or anything, but uh, I think Team Australia look looks the best because um, our uniforms were actually supplied by um, by Jagged, and and um, our shoes were actually given to uh, donated to us by the Australian Olympic Committee. They had a whole bu bunch of shoes left over from the last Olympics, and they decided to give every single athlete and official that were going to these World Games a pair of shoes to wear for the opening ceremony. How special! Oh yeah, definitely. So big shout out to Jagged and the Australian Olympic Committee for providing us with such wonderful uniforms and I'm sure I'll be able to wear this uniform with pride for many years to come. The rest of your life, Chelsea, it's amazing. When, um, when was your first event? Was it in the first couple of days or did you have to wait? Um, it, was in the, it was in the first couple of days. So what happened was um, for Shopwood I had to go through quarters which is kind of like div divisioning into to find out where everyone's at then I had to go through semis which is kind of like divisioning again again and then fi finals and it's the finals that determines the the medals um and and same thing with the turbo javelin except I didn't have qu quarters so turbo jab was first wasn't it no shop put was first okay sorry oh uh, no that's okay um so originally I was in the top division but that, and I was moved down to the next division in Belot. Right. And, and how did that feel when they moved your section? Honestly, it didn't really phase me too, too much because I knew I just had to focus on my own um, competition 
and some of the girls that were thro throwing in that very top division were throwing eight, nine, ten, even ten metres at some right, point. So, right, right. Yeah. And what's your PB? Um, my personal best is uh, 7.63 that I threw in Tassie last year. Oh, right. So, okay, you get out there and you're looking at all the other com competitors and you're thinking, what are you thinking? Honestly, yeah, I'm just thinking, you know, you've got this, you've trained hard for this, you've overcome a lot of obstacles to get to this point. And, and you, just ha you just have to focus on your own competition. And you, know. you have a, a world-class shot put coach, don't you? Yes, I do. And um, in Gus Puopolo, it, apologies if I'm saying that. Puopolo, Gus Puopolo. Puopolo, who that, thank you. Um, who, who I train with out, out of Ringwood Athletics Club. Um, honestly, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have um, been able to do as well as I did, did in, in shot put and become a world champion, I guess you could say. And I know Gus and he's super proud of you. <laughs> oh, I have no doubt about that. Uh, so I guess you could say, say that world, world champion definitely does ring a bell for me now. <laughs> and so when you got on that podium and they gave you the gold medal, how did you feel? Honestly, I was like, I can't believe I just did, did that. And you know, given how many obstacles I've had to overcome, I mean, that sort of thing. And I knew that I'd only made, I only, not only made myself, my family and my team proud, but also the rest of Australia proud as well. Yeah, and you have had some obstacles in the last little while, but what's it been like for you as a person with a disability, um, navigating, like, being an athlete, trying to find work, all those things? Because you're in your early 20s, aren't you? Yeah, I just turned 23, yeah. Um, honestly, he, um, it, it has its ups and downs, but on, honestly, when you, whenever you do find those highs, you just have to make the mo most of it, you know? But, but even when you have, have your luck, is, you, know, you always have to find, find ways to you know, navigate your way through, through them, you know? How have you learnt to do that? Honestly, I've just been just, just talking to pe people about how I'm feeling, how, how things have been going and all that sort of thing. And, I do have a, an amazing support network behind me and um, in my mum and my two sisters and also all my friends through Special Olympics as well and even both of your daughters have been such amazing supports for me as well. My family really loved you and you've been a terrific friend, haven't you? And so I asked Harry before, tell us about the Athlete Leadership Program because you've just finished that, haven't you? Yeah, yeah so the Athlete Leadership Program, I mean, basically gives a select group of athletes every year the opportunity to develop their skills um, to like not only helping out, out their fellow athletes but also giving them the chance to promote Special Olympics at various event, events like public speaking, helping out at expo and um, e even just hel helping out at sporting events like, like the state games here today. I mean I think that's one of the great things about Special Olympics is there's avenues for you to learn it's not just about sport oh yeah for sure or like um, the athlete leadership program for me has de definitely become an integral part in helping me not only develop my character uh, on the field but also off the field as well or like I've had had people tell tell me stories about um, being excluded from sport and all that sort of thing and honestly that just makes me sad so you know having the opportunity the other aspect, another aspect of the program for me is being able to share my story about Special Olympics and that sort of thing. So, um, I what does it mean to you being a, being a member of Special Olympics, being a member of a club, of a state, of a country? 
honestly, it, it means a lot uh, because in my younger years, I, I really didn't have that feeling of inclusion. And but but since I've been with Special Olympics, it's just I've been able to find new avenues, not just on the field but off the field as well. Also, gives you friendships, and you've got a boyfriend, and he's part of Special Olympics too. Oh yeah, of course, of course, and I've I've even been able to have opportunities that I never even thought I'd be able to have because of my position with the law enforcement torch run. Yes, I was going to ask about that. Tell me more. Um, so I'm the athlete representative on the law enforcement torch run or LETR International Executive Council. I'm basically the voice for like over five million athletes ar around the world. So, so it's a lot, but it's a huge responsibility. But um, somehow I make it easy, and um, but no, nah, it's honestly a, re a really good. What an honour! It's honestly a really good experience, and um, uh, this is only the second time that an athlete outside of the US has he held my position, and so honestly, you deserve it. Yeah, so honestly, it not only has it been great for me, but everyone on the council from like the US, Europe, and and e even those that are in like the Caribbean or Middle, Middle Eastern country. Have had the opportunity to see what what an athlete from Australia on the council has been, is about. So, and they've just we've all of us have just loved it every single step of the way. Do you have any more trips overseas with LETR? I have one more with LETR later this year. Um, so every year the LETR holds an international conference. This year it's going to be held in Chicago at the end of October this year. And that'll be my final commitment on the council before I have to hand the reins over to, so to someone else, which... How will that feel? Honestly, I think I'm going to be just as emotional as saying goodbye to my Team Australia at competitors in, um, in Brisbane. So. Tell me about saying goodbye to them. How did that feel? Honestly, I did not want to say goodbye to them because um, I didn't have any family over in, in Berlin with me. So the athletes I competed with, including Harry, as well as the, co the coaches I was with, they just became like my travel fa family. The coaches being like my my temporary mo travel mother and father, and and the athletes becoming like all my brothers and sisters. Did you have team support there? The as in someone just for you, or, or um, looking after you and a few athletes? Um, no, no. So because it was because the athletics team was so is so much smaller than um, than what it was at the national games. Um, the, co the coach, each of the three coaches ha had. Um, three or four four athletes and got it. So so essentially the coaches were like not only coaches but also team support in a way. Can you also give a little shout out to one of your sister because she also represented Australia. Yeah, so my sister Montana, who um, who's a basketballer, she went into on went to represent Australia before or I went to Berlin at the Virtus Global Games in Vichy, France, where she walked away with a silver medal. I mean, what a family. I know, we're all pretty sporty and uh, honestly, my mum's honestly so proud of all three all three of us, so. Of course she is and your mum is, you know, doing such a great job with your family, isn't she? Uh, yeah, honestly she is. She's probably one of the bravest w women I've ever met. You're a terrific support to her, Chelsea. <laughs> well, I do, I do what I ca can, so. <laughs> So thank you for speaking to us. Um, what is your dream for Special Olympics now that you've seen it on a world scale? Because Harry's got a few ideas. Well, on, honestly, I would ideally like to go to another world game. 
because hope fingers crossed that the next world games are hopefully going to be held in Perth in yeah, and so we've they've done the bid but we don't know yet yeah hopefully we'll find out so, soon so if I get if I get selected for the next one it's great but regardless if I get selected or not I would like to go to the ne next ones whether to 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 be an athlete if I get selected to be a supporter or even to volunteer because because yeah. when I was over there I noticed that there were people with with disabilities doing the medal presentation it's like help carrying out the trays of medals and that sort of thing so so I was speaking to Harry about it and we thought that that could be something that we would like to do to add to our athlete leadership resume yes yes um, a certain person in my house has applied to be an athlete representative. We don't know yet, but what would you say is some encouragement for her about being an athlete leader? Honestly, you just um, just be yourself because um, you're only as true true as your own story. So, so if you if you get it asked how you got into Special Olympics, just really t tell it from your perspective. And so. Thank you, Chelsea. Thanks. The two P's listeners will absolutely love you and cheer you on. We've got to get going because you've got to do long jump. Yes. So thank you so much, Chelsea. Thank you so much, Mandy. And thank you very much again. And so we've just heard from Harry and Chelsea and we have Harry's mum, Anna, back on the podcast because we interviewed her, I think it was last year or the year before even. Mm. So do you want to say hi, Anna? Hello. I think it was the year before. It was before yeah. National Games. And yes, it was. Or, or early last year. Early last year, yeah. yeah. Lots of things have happened. Heaps. <laughs> and you were in the pod bar and we are on Zoom now. Mm. So um, thanks for coming back on. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Oh, it was so lovely to see Harry after the Berlin Games at the State Games and we just sat yeah. in the freezing cold and he told me <laughs> many stories. I saw all the medals. So what a time you've had. Oh, a, an absolutely brilliant time and, uh, you know, it's just lovely. I keep finding myself scrolling through my photos and yeah. Facebook as all the memories come up because, um, it all happens very fast, yeah. uh, you know, while you're there. Um, and just, yes, yeah, uh, such a, a really once in a, I think, a once in a lifetime opportunity. I've certainly never experienced anything like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, let's just remind people that um, you are obviously a parent and mm -hmm. you have played lots of roles in Special Olympics locally. But tell us about your role in Special Olympics Australia. Uh, yeah, so I'm a, a director. Um, I sit on the board of Special Olympics Australia. Um, this is my fourth year going in. Um, I've just been recently re-elected. So I uh, wanted to go to Berlin as a parent, of yeah. course, but I also uh, wore a, another hat there at, at the World Games, and that was one of a, a director. So that enabled me to um, go and see all the sports, which was fantastic. And I'm such a sports tragic that <laughs> it was brilliant. I got to see all the Australians in action, meet the families, and um, also, uh, you know, a number of of this, the people that work and volunteer in Special Olympics from around the world. It was a great opportunity for us to meet and talk about our various programs and mm. um, and uh, you know sharing this inclusive movement, um, which is you know yes based in sport, but 
so much more than sport. Oh, yeah. And I was watching it. I mean, my Facebook feed was drowning in it. Good. And so That's not everybody else's was, but mine was just like, because I've, I've, you know, I'd be getting like Special Olympics, Prince Edward Island, Canada. I'd be yeah, like, yeah, yeah I love yeah. them. <laughs> I followed them all. Yeah, I'm following everyone. So um, yeah. can you explain about, about Special Olympics World Games, how often it's on? Yeah, um, etc. Uh, well, I'd love, I'd love to. This was my first World Games, right? And it's held. The summer games are held every four years. Yep. Uh, and the winter games, um, uh, which is more, you know, around those snow sports mm. um, games, are held, uh, you know, every every four years. But yep. so the next games will be winter games in two years in Turin, in Italy. Wow. So. Uh, which would be amazing mm. um and yeah the summer games which is the larger of the two games is held every four years and in berlin there were seven thousand athletes wow um <laughs> across 190 delegations from around wow. the world uh, 26 sports and 18,000 volunteers oh, far <laughs> out. Well, i've got goosebumps Eighteen thousand. Where yes. do they all sleep? Like, how does the actual well, logistics work? I don't. I well, you don't sleep because you're so busy. <laughs> yeah. The accommodation really is such a huge thing, and mm. and the athlete because the athletes all stay together mm. in their teams, which is an absolutely wonderful part of the game. So they, you know, think you've, of the Olympics. It's like the Olympics. Mm. There mm. is an athlete village, and in Harry's hotel. You know, Australia was on one floor, the US was on another, oh, you know, they shared amazing. the um, So they got to meet people from all around the world mm. um, and, you know, Harry is still in contact with many of the friends that he made from around the world. So it's a very big event. It's the largest inclusive sort of sporting event that happens worldwide mm -hmm. um, and and particularly the you know there's a, a we know that there's a lot of sporting events going on a, uh, around the world a, as we speak you mm. know to advance and yeah um different events but this is actually the largest in terms of number of people involved and berlin did the most amazing job of hosting us um even things like public transport was free all week right Great to get around you. They wanted to make it a green games, right? So it was all about using the public transport. Mm, mm. And there were the sport was held in eight different venues, so twenty six sports, but just in eight different venues. Ah. You get to go and see. You know, you might go um, to uh, the Messe Centre, which had you know about ten different sports. Yes, sport to sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And where's so the next great. one going to be held? Do they announce it? Well, uh, that's a that's a, a question. Okay. Um, uh, the Australia has a bid in um, for it to be hosted in Perth, and and we don't yet know, don't know. when yeah. where, where that will be. Oh, we'll, we'll have to say. Mm -hmm. I was just looking at it, thinking, could Perth handle it? Sorry, Perth people, but I was like, this is enormous. Yeah. Yes. It, it is enormous, and um, Perth can handle it. Yeah, uh, you know uh, that was part of the bid. That yeah, yeah, approve. Yeah, um, but yeah, we need to sort of go through the hoops and and see if we can actually actually host it. But you know that was also part of being over there was to see what's involved. Yeah, uh, Australia competed in nine of the twenty six sports. Right. 
Um, we do offer more than the nine in Australia, um, but there are sports that we don't yeah. offer in Australia that we need to learn about and, and would host and, and, um, and, and, you know, that was fantastic. <laughs> I've, um, powerlifting. Ah. That was one of the biggest spectator sports. There were kids of course. Into powerlifting. Yeah. Oh, it was enormous. <laughs> yeah. Um, badminton. Um, I went and watched the cycle. Which I have an interest in. Yes. That was held at Brandenburg Gates. Yeah. So they closed all the roads um, for this wonderful cycling event. And I went and actually met the venue manager. She's off working at the Tour de France now. Of course. Yeah. But, you know, they, we've, they really ran it so professionally. Well, yeah. Yes, you could in tell. Terms of um, mm. how they put all the sports together and mm. the athletes were treated absolutely as, you know, superstar athletes. <laughs> yeah. as a, as they should, As they should be. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. had a taste of that in Launceston uh, mm. for myself, just seeing how magically everyone was loved and, um, yeah, mm. treated so respectfully. I can mm. imagine yeah. on that level. Yeah. Oh, yes, it was. Um, the medal ceremonies were absolutely wonderful. Um, and, you know, I, I went to a few of those yeah. uh, and all held with... Um, often well certainly dignitaries and so on that were were um presenting the medals but you know the music the spectators um uh athletes are awarded to eighth place yes so there there are at special olympics there's you know um gold silver bronze and then these rather beautiful ribbons with a little medallion on them yes Four to eight. Oh, that's so, awesome! And, and you know, really treated with it. Um, you know, quite a lot of spectacle. And, yes, uh, cheering and, and oh, so on. Oh man! Um, so, so the ceremonies are really, um, really terrific. Can you tell me about the opening ceremony? I was crying my eyes out oh. from Melbourne. You know, <laughs> freezing on the couch, but I was sobbing. <laughs> Yes, there was. There what was it like? Sobbing. I don't know if that's jet lag or I think it was <laughs> emotion. Um, so 50,000 people at the opening. Wow. It was just, I, I mean, it was like being at the opening. It was. It was. It was like an Olympics. The Olympics. Yes. Mm. Um, so the athletes marched out. We love being Australian. We're pretty yeah. early. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> and there's a lot of excitement. Um uh, I think there, look, it was very hard to tell, but I reckon there were about 200 people supporting Australia. Right. You know, the green and gold in, yes. the, yep. in the stands. We had 64 athletes right. um, and 30 volunteers, so it was quite a big delegation that mm-hmm. walked out in green and gold. Um, it was held at um, the Olympian Stadium, yep. which is where the 1936 Olympics wow. were held, and that yeah. was a very yes. um, significant yeah, time. Very significant. Yeah, um, before the war, um, and we were at that very site, and it was, you know, an enormous stadium with all the, um, you know, the athletes walking out, which took about two hours, and mm. they were just brilliant. The um, you know, the ceremony of the flag, yeah, the light, the torch, the flame, and then the party. You know, uh-huh. so the party and the dancing, um, and and you know, then the fireworks at the end. So it was a wonderful celebration, oh. and um, started the the week with so much excitement. It, yeah. it really did. It was um, 
oh, I'd never, never seen anything like that. Of course. Really How did it feel seeing Harry there? Oh, just, uh, well, just the joy, yeah. um, you know, and as a parent, that was certainly one of my highlights, seeing him walking out in the green and gold representing Australia. Oh, magic, and, incredible. Um, just, you know, just so excited. Mm. E- every athlete um, uh, was just beside themselves. Yes. And, it was almost, and, and, you know, for some almost too much. Yes. But then that wonderful inclusion that yeah. says, bring your headphones. That's right. You know yeah. what? Headphones. Hold my hand. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you makes know, you want to weep. How the world oh, should be. Some of my favourite athletes, um, Vicky and Andrew Robbins, our husband and wife yes. players yes. who competed, um, Andrew said, I'm going to hold Vicky's hand the whole time. Oh. And they did. Oh. Just divine. Stop. And so just, just um, Andrew was our oldest athlete. Right. In the Australian team, um, what is the age range? So fifty um, down. Well, to, remember for Australia, our youngest was sixteen. She right. was a golfer, gold yeah. medalist golfer. Amazing. And and then Andrew was fifty, um, who plays bocce. I hope he doesn't mind me saying that. Um, with his wife Vicky, yeah. uh, I believe the eldest athlete was. Um, was 69 and she's an american athlete and then i think the youngest is 16 wow yes. worldwide so yeah, amazing um, incredible, you know incredible. A, a lovely age range and um you know those people have very different needs but yes or um you know their support network is is incredible mm-hmm. I, my favorite moment of the opening ceremony was when tim shriver was spe- speaking and then oh. a man from syria just ran up and hugged him and just Ooh. ran up on the stage. And I thought if that was a typical place, there would have been police and security oh, guards and getting no, him yeah, to the yeah, ground. Yeah, yeah, and Tim yeah. was just like, I'm getting a hug. Yeah. I'm getting a, a lovely hug. And he didn't draw breath. He didn't. Yeah. He, didn't draw, he didn't draw breath for the he whole week. I was, bet he didn't. <laughs> His social media was constant. <laughs> yeah, he was He was at every event. Um, and, yep, takes it all in his stride. And that athlete then sort of exited stage left. And I'm thinking, how is this poor athlete going to find his way down? Oh, oh off he went. Ran off the stage, back to his seat. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had, a, we had a torchbearer who, if she wasn't doing athletics, she should have been. She, oh, I saw her, yes. And actually missed the change. Yes. <laughs> so then ran back yeah. and actually thought, well, while I'm at it, I might go and light the flame. Yeah. <laughs> sort of. Directed <laughs> off, and maybe hand. She had main over. character energy. She did, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure it was all rehearsed. But what, you know, and and she just got yeah, you know, yeah, beyond excited. yeah, yeah, excited. And with all the crowds there, oh yeah, and people would be cheering. So you're like, I'm doing the right thing. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll just keep running until oh. somebody tells me to stop. It was yeah. beautiful. Oh just my god! Tell us about the um, the athletes' uniforms. Who did, who designed yeah, them? And well, I mean, Australia was them. extremely uh, fortunate. The athlete uniforms were all um, donated uh, by a, a sponsor, um, Jagged. Yeah. Um, so they were really the yeah, whole thing. The Rebecca whole thing. Judd. You're Rebecca Judd. Rebecca Judd, thank you very much. And they wow. looked pretty sharp. Yeah. I didn't see her putting anything up about that on her Insta. 
I don't know. No, I don't follow her. I do. So yeah, no, it was. Um, they were extremely generous. Which I like and that. Was, I'm like, I'm just doing this. Because yeah, well, good. I've got the money to do yeah. it um, because and, I want and the accolades. Kate, there was a lot of uniform. Yes. So, yes. You no, know, they don't wear anything else any other time. You yes. put in a, a yes. t-shirt and shorts in the bag. Well, it they don't wear it. Yeah. Because they are representing Australia mm, the, the whole time. time. Some really nice different you know tops that they could wear in combinations um and there's dibs on here now my husband really wants a pair of those tracksuit pants (laughs) (laughs) so no they looked and they felt really proud yeah they looked terrific Mm. oh my goodness so great you know that that was um a a terrific part and I, i suppose um you know, as a parent, of course, I loved watching Harry achieve his personal best yes. and, mm. and um, do do so well. He was put in Division One, so he was he really was against the best in the world. Yes, and and you know he he really did do very well on, sure on the track three bronzes. Yeah, incredible. As a parent, I think uh, I enjoyed seeing him so happy yeah. and making these wonderful friends. Um, and then also the elation um, on on the podium. So in some other competitions, he's sort of a, a lot more sort of guard, not guarded, but just sort of, oh, well, I've got to do the right thing. This was, he on the podium, I've never seen him jump for joy before. Yes. You know, so there's that whole just, I'm just going to be who I am. Yes. yes. Because oh. they know when, that when they're there. They do. They, they do. Be, be whoever they want. Be whoever. Yes. And um, they, the athletes all supported each other beautifully, watched each other compete and cheered. And Harry was in a, a relay. And it's not. It's no different from any other competition in that relay teams can be disqualified. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a real competition. Yes, scary. And yes. Our, um, so our team thought that um, they had come forth and it was, oh, you know, okay. And and straight after the race they go into this marquee um, to wait for the medal ceremony. Mm, yeah. They have things going on all the time. And there's sort of a um, this t- they have to wait 30 minutes to see if there's any protests. So it's probably not right. So they we all thought, oh yeah, they've come forth. Da, da, da. Well then they came out to get the medals and they are standing behind the bronze. Right. And they're all looking at each other thinking, oh, <laughs> who's <laughs> what's happened? <laughs> you sure? Sure about this? And they realised then that another team had been um, disqualified, which means they still get a participation ribbon. Right. But they actually. Oh, that's hard, isn't it? Which is really hard. Brutal, but. It's, it's the rules. The, yeah, yeah, that's right. Anyone who's watched the walking at the Olympics, oh yeah, I can't even watch oh, it. Oh, I know. I it's so see stressful. Get, get that red card. I can't see it. No, that's yeah. right. So, so this happened. Well, the it was so funny because the the dancing and the characters, <laughs> like, sorry guys, yay, yay, sorry. Sorry. yay for us. <laughs> and I think I think Harry and Chelsea were in that team, yes. and I think they realised that it meant that. The two others in the team who hadn't got a medal yes. would now get a medal. Yeah. Oh, that's so incredible. That, 
Um, so it was that sort of elation that I really loved um, seeing. Yeah, know. yeah. Did he really. manage okay throughout the whole week? Did he have? Were you worried about him being overwhelmed, or how, um, how do you feel about had that? Ups and downs. Yeah, and, and I think uh, we forget this, and I suppose that's um, something that I've reflected on mm. uh, that opportunity to travel with a team and be away from home is a great opportunity but it comes with challenges yes and I think it's something that um, that's why when they're little those school camps are fantastic yeah and, and, and try and practice even though there's challenges mm. with that mm. that getting used to being away from home right mm. throughout their lives mm is so important because mm. when you're traveling and competing you're not sleeping in your own no. bed yeah so different not eating your own food no. you're probably sharing a room yep mm. bathroom you, you just have bathroom mm. and stuff's really um, hard the sleep's not normal yeah. and you know i think uh, you know we do training camps for that reason yes. the olympics where you you go and try these things out we can't underestimate the impact that that jet lag yeah on anyone on jet lag yeah Um, so with special olympics they do with the world games they do this host town program where five days before the games start they arrive in the country so they arrived in germany and australia was one of the um i think most most um, teams around the world did this. They they were hosted by um, a, a town called Potsdam, mm-hmm. which is absolutely beautiful. I was so lucky. And in that town, they they train every day. They do some local um, sightseeing. There's a there was a community function. They you know they did a lot of um, cultural awareness, but they managed their jet lag as well. Yeah. So that you know. For that for those few days, they were in a room on their own. Oh, yes. terrific! If they wanted to be, they didn't need to share. Clever. So they really, Sleeps I thought, that's clever. Yeah, that's really clever. Um, and through yeah, so so I think that helps, but also that practice of being okay with different foods. Yeah, or, you know, they can take a bit of food if they want to, but that's hard internationally. Yes. Yeah. It's a big thing and it's quite a long time. Mm. So, How long um, do they go for, the actual games? Uh, well, they, there was nine days of competition. Mm. So it, it was, you know, officially the 15th to the 26th, I think. But, you know, they were away if they went just to Germany and then back to Melbourne, you know, it's, what, two and a half weeks or something. Yeah. Mm. Two weeks. So it's quite a long time um, and... I, you can prepare somewhat, but mm. it is it is quite challenging. Oh yeah, um, I remember being nervous about Launceston and mm. just thinking, how is she going to cope? And I just yeah, so I can imagine mm. this is and they do even remarkably bigger. well, really and well, really well, and the the volunteers um, are fantastic, and and um, it's a at Special Olympics, it's a one to four ratio. Yes. So Harry had one. Um, the the volunteer the team um sort of support with, support but it's also when you get to world games it's that a coach has a coaching role yes. as well mm. and the guy that harry had was a, a younger guy who does long distance running so they had a lot in common mm. um who looked who looked out for harry mm. um 
so I think you know that makes a difference that it it's it's small ratios like that and there there are ups and downs he we did get to see them a little bit you know after medal ceremonies and so on um and you know there was one day that he was really flat it was mm. after his 10,000 meters and before another thing and so as a parent you sort of talk them through mm, mm. um and you're left at the end of the phone call feeling terrible and the yeah. oh, worst decision i've ever made blah 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 and then the next time you'll speak to them it's oh, oh hell yeah. <laughs> No, dinner was great. Yeah, we had pasta again and, you know, so, oh, oh, good, I'm glad you feel good again. Yeah. And so you've got to trust in Mm. the fact that those coaches, you know, Mm. know what they're doing and and, um, will make sure that the athletes are are well cared for and and ride the roller coaster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, God, massive, huge, Anna, huge. massive. Yeah, Harry really did talk a little bit about the Virtus Games. So we th- mm-hmm. so he was already in Europe before. Could you just do a little explanation between the two? Yeah, sure. So Harry was fortunate enough to be selected um, to represent Australia in cycling. Yes. And um, Virtus uh, is a, a competition for people with intellectual disability at the elite level of their sport. Yes. So um, we had a team of about a, um, 118 athletes right. from Australia across a number of different sports. Mm. And Harry was fortunate enough to be competing in road cycling and track cycling. And Tour de France went through the area that they rode oh through my two God. nights ago, I think. <gasps> so um, Harry did say it was like being in Tour de France. Oh, yeah. Know. Amazing. Uh, out there. And, boy, was the competition tough. Yeah. Really tough. We um, There's some fantastic European cyclists and mm. uh, it was terrific for our athletes to compete on the world stage mm-hmm. um, because they've competed against everyone they can in Australia. Yeah. Mm. They're competing against the same people. Yeah, so yeah. So it's actually um, mm-hmm. get across there, meet some athletes from other countries countries and and compete at that high level Mm. was fantastic quite a different focus um to those games it's totally about the the competition the sport um and the eliteness of it yeah and and really you know doing the best you possibly can and so so is special olympics but um i I suppose virtus is really concentrating on that uh, pathway yes and their entry times to meet and so on um and and harry did very well he got a silver medal in yes. one of the wow. he does velodr- track cycling yeah. velodrome as well as road so um you know that's a, a passion um and then we were very fortunate in that he was able to go to then um berlin yes incredible a, a day's a day's grace yes um, so oh, there was a change of uniform charles de gaulle hotel airport <laughs> <laughs> big sleep <laughs> big sleep and um, uh swapping over bag like bag of kit from virtus different yeah special olympics uniform um simon my husband went home with two bicycles harry's two bicycles yes wow that's a fun flight (laughs) oh he he had a great time (laughs) um and then harry uh went off to berlin and i had a couple of days and then joined um the delegation or joined the supporters 
in Berlin. So um, he's had a busy time. Really? Yes. A little, a yeah, little well, I interviewed work. him, what, like two days after he'd got back? Like they all looked mm-hmm. a little bit tired. Yes, <laughs> I would reckon. <laughs> so tell us about the classification within Special Olympics because there's different um, mm. races for all, all the athletes. Yeah, so it, it's it's really um, it, it's unique and rather brilliant that it works. And it's yeah. you know it's been uh, Special Olympics has been going for a long time now. You know since the seventies, and they've really uh, I think got a a system uh, uh, called divisioning that means that sport can be really meaningful mm. uh, and competitive. At your level. Yes. So, so to get into the World Games um, in Australia, you needed to go in the state games, then be selected for the national games. And if you got a gold medal in the national games, you you got a chance to go to the World Games. Yes. Mm. So Harry got four medals at national games, four chances yes. to be selected. Mm. And um, I was looking at it today, I think we had... We didn't have a huge delegation from Australia. We we really want to work hard on that. But mm. we had sixty four athletes. So um, I think in ath- athletics we had ten. Ten, right. yeah, yeah. But of course, all the people that did athletics in the national games, we could only take ten. Yes, and that's hard, but it is what it is. Yes, that's what internationally we were given that that number. Mm. So you had Harry, who's a long distance runner. We had some sprinters. We had Miriam, yes. who's a walker. Yes. She walks and she throws. Yep. We had Chelsea, Chelsea who one goes. So different, different athletes um, mm-hmm. doing athletics all at different levels. Yes. So when you get to the nat- to the World Games, um, the first couple of days is a divisioning exercise. Right. Where they run, you know, across the different sports, run heats or divisioning mm-hmm, games mm-hmm, and so on. Mm-hmm. And you end up in a group of people who are a similar ability. Yeah, yep. terrific. So, you know, um, Miriam got in her her walk race with people who were around the same time as yeah, her. Yeah, right, perfect. And we found that out, you know, through the heats. So then you end up with this uh, fantastic race of people who are about the same level. Yes. So you actually forget about it, you know, nobody really Mind about the times. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're cheering for the ability. Yes. It is huge. I mean, I got so caught up in bocce. I just had to keep going back (laughs) and watching, you know, where they were at. Yes. So exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And first time they set bocce up beautifully, so it was great for spectators. And the first time I went, I said, oh, shit. We've got to be quiet. Oh no, oh. no, and you can cheer and <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so it was so exciting. I have no idea what division our guys were in. Yeah, okay. but I know that they were in a fantastic competition with eight other countries, and you know, they got a bronze medal, one got a silver. Yeah. We did so well. Yep, yep. And it was a really tough competition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love that about special. And fair. And fair. Yeah. I think it's fair. Yeah. Mm. You know, it's um it's it really means that you're you are cheering along and you completely, you know, forget re, you really forget as to um, you know, what 
A grade, whatever. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's athletes great competing. competition. Yeah. And, yes. um, you know, so bocce was was a highlight. They We had four bocce players, three from Victoria and a fantastic guy from um, uh, Queensland. And, and they were just the tightest-knit team. Oh. And I was a team event. And they're all, you know, helping each yes. other out and, and really supporting one another. Bowling. I was going to say gorgeous Robert. Oh. Oh. What a champion. The bowling, I, you know, and I, so they, it goes for a long time, the yeah. bowling. Yeah, yep. You know, I've got the attention span of. <laughs> yeah, and the, the 50 metres. They, the <laughs> they do the first television thing of, of bowling, which must be, you know, you get 10 bowls or something. Oh. I said, oh, that was good. Oh, they've oh, done no. this two times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they're making a break. So it's, you know, that was full on. And the concentration in our bowlers it's quite extraordinary i was also thinking about the equestrian so people going oh. over there and then having to ride horses that they don't yeah, know horse correct oh my Absolutely. gosh so so they are mounted on on horses that they get you know a very short time to get practice to know riding mm. and get to know um the australians were lucky they had beautiful horses oh. absolutely this gorgeous big warm blood mare oh. and then a palomino and you know, we were very fortunate and we've got very good riders because we saw some other riders mm. from other countries being quite over-mounted yes. and having some challenges. So tricky. So I think, yeah. I think our, our equestrian people are trained very hard mm. and, they, you know, they mm. knowing knowing how the competition works, they would have ridden lots of different, different horses. horses. Yes. Yep. Um, the basketball was a highlight. The yeah. basketball, honestly, those girls... Um, Really not good for the blood pressure. They got <laughs> they kept going in. A couple of the two of the matches, including the match for the medal, their bronze medal, went into time on. Oh, so, wow. it, so it, stressful. So stressful. And you we're all on the edge. Basketball's full on enough as control. it is. Yeah. Mm. Oh. And then the celebration, of course, when the goals come in and there's lots of cheering and dancing. And um, one of the fantastic things at all the venues was all the music oh. and um, and they had music at all the at the, all the events and commentators. So it was full on, you know, yes. it was really mm, special. Mm, and mm. the commentators had us up and yeah. doing our dances and things at the basketball and um, our our team, our basketball teams that were from all around, the players are all yes. around. Yes. The fact that they can come together and play so well. Yeah. Um, you know, on that in an international setting was was um, just fantastic. They mm. they did really well. And those poor basketballers, they get one medal. They do so many. Of <laughs> course, yeah, all the Six heat. matches or something. Yes. yes. They walk away with one medal. Yes. So, Gymnastics, swimming, they're all clinking yeah. away. <laughs> <laughs> Would have been a noisy flight home. <laughs> and the basketballers don't get their medal till you know, the last day. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. All those wins are for, oh. yeah, no medals. Yeah. yeah, so, you you know, they all get it on the bus, buses back to the athlete village. You've got the medals clinking. Yeah. Swimmers and the ass. Yes. Basketball. Yeah, well, we won today. Hopefully. <laughs> and hopefully we might get a medal in six weeks. <laughs> yeah, right. what, was, what did you learn as being a board member? Um, one of the things that I, there was a, a terrific 
uh, well, I, I suppose it's almost, well, is it an activation? It's, it's a whole event called Healthy Athletes. Yes. That Great. was just inspiring. Tell everyone. So it, it was held almost like in a, a, a big conference centre and they had, um, they, they call it Healthy Athlete. They had seven different um, huge setups where athletes could go and get screenings for eyesight, hearing. Oh, wow. Podiatry. Um, movement, you know, in terms of physio. Um, Diabetes, uh, mental, blood test. Mental health. Yeah. Um, yeah, diabetes. Just... Um, and these are all um, these sort of um, setups that are sponsored by different organisations. Mm, mm. And over the week, over the um, nine days of competition, they did 15,000 <gasps> screenings of athletes. Wow. Incredible. Incredible. And so not just athletes that, well, it was open to all the athletes competing, but I saw a number of schools coming in. Oh. So every school in Berlin, special schools, yes. and schools I'm came and watched events. Right. Went and visited healthy athletes. Smart. Oh, di dietitians. Yes. Um, it was incredible. And I, I had a look at some stats. Um, over a 1,000 eyeglass prescriptions were issued. Wow. wow. With them in their home countries, yeah, take them home and um, a way to get uh, discounted eyewear. Wow! And the countries that didn't have that, they had glasses available. Oh! So you know, it was quite outstanding, and the way that they ran it, you know, they ran it so professionally that you, you there was a big booking system mm, and things mm. to do while you waited. So it was run um, like you know these enormous clinics, but fun as well. Yeah. Mm and fun and you know we're starting to do some some of this healthy athlete we yes. had state, state games, games. i went and did it i got mm. my blood pressure and my um finger prick mm. Mm. Yes. and molly just watched she didn't want to do the blood test right. but yeah. she had her blood pressure taken yeah and yeah. um i thought that was terrific mm. yeah so i'm really interested in what we can yes. we can do in australia and mm. um and build we one of um the membership requirements for Special Olympics is that you have a medical. Yes. And you have mm. a medical when you join and then I think it's once every four or five right. years. yeah. Mm. And, yeah, it's a pain to do. It's mm. a long doctor's appointment. Yeah. However, it's sort of one of our sort of fundamental philosophical views um, around um, caring for our members mm. And the fact that so often we'll go to the GP and get the script and the 15-minute appointment, how often are, oh, is anyone having a full medical? Yes. Yeah, rare. And we, we've got data in Australia of a number of underlying health conditions that have been uncovered in our athletes mm. due to, you know, having these me uh, medicals done, which they can then, you know, um, treat. Mm. And I think... Um, it's an important, it's a very important um, uh, part of 
of participating at Special Olympics is that you're you're fit and healthy enough to actually participate at your level. Yes. But you're also looking after yourself and your health and well-being. Mm-hmm. And um, I think, you know, you often hear, oh, in Australia we, we don't really need that healthy athlete program. Well, I disagree strongly. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think um, we've got a, a, a number of people with disability who's who aren't looking after their feet. Yes. Yeah. Or haven't had... Um, I reckon kids get a lot of treatment. You know, I know when Harry, you know, was young and we're, you know, on to his learning more about what his disability, yeah. you're off doing eye tests. Yes, and of course, all, yes, all the time. But as adults, teen, teenagers, late teenagers and adults, yeah. Not doing it well once you're discharged from hospitals you know we've just oh, left the royal children's yeah, yeah. pediatrician yeah yeah, the long yeah that's right once gone. you're yes. once sacked by your pediatrician <laughs> yeah. a very hard separation isn't yes it? um so that's sort of something that i i learned about mm. and really interested in and um and a, a great time to offer those screenings is when you're at a game yeah or national, or national games, games. You're waiting for for the next event, yes, <laughs> we can be waiting a while. Um, it could be know, right next to the vending machine because Molly spent a lot of time at the vending <laughs> machine. She exactly. loved it. Yeah, I think I put, put it near the captain days. So, so that was fantastic. And the other thing that I went to see was the Athlete Leader Congress. Yes. So while this World Games is this. going on with seven thousand athletes there was an Athlete Leader Congress going yes. on. Yes. And uh, I went to the opening of that and so inspiring to see um, people with intellectual disability actually Leaders. lead shaping our organisation yes. uh, in this concept called unified leadership and uh, talking about employment, talking about what studies they want to do, how they want to, um, you know, shape our sports and our mm, competition mm, mm, offering mm. and and having an opinion and being heard oh everything was, so they had athletes um athlete leaders from r- around the world we had um we have two athletes that sit on our board yes mm. ruby um attended and um that uh that congress which we're very proud um that she did and she spoke about a a project that she's been working on in in queensland and uh you know, again, that was done so professionally. There were translators, yeah. So people that don't speak English had the had the ear pods in, so they could hear. Just oh. and they, they had signing all the way through. Yes. It. I, somewhere there were seventy um, plain English translators and sign wow. language. Wow, fantastic! Through throughout the game, so they thought of everything. They did. Mm. Oh well, I mm. hope Perth gets to have it. And yeah, oh go. no, I just hope. So yes. much. Mm. Yeah. Um, well, Harry just uh, um, finished his athlete leadership program, didn't he? They, yeah, yes. Yeah. So he's been involved um, in that in an Australian level or Victorian. Yeah, so he sits, sits on the state committee in Australia and then on the um, on the National Input Council. Um, he's going to – so I, I'm involved in athlete leadership in Victoria and – Oh, I think when I, I met with you last time, I said, well, one thing about Special Olympics is people never leave. Mm. So unlike the local footy club where yeah. finally retire from footy, 
No, it doesn't happen in Special Olympics. No. You stay involved and you change sports because you can no longer, you know, run in yep, football. Yep, so yep we're all going to bocce. Yeah. Yep. So I can't <laughs> wait. It's inside. <laughs> yeah, bocce going to be flat out. Yeah, that, it's um, going to be so good. <laughs> that's right. So with athlete leadership, we need to um, enable more athletes to join that program. So yes. we needed to sort of think, well, what is the structure of it? So while you're learning to be an athlete leader, that's a two-year program, then you graduate and you can become a member of the athlete leader community, Mm -hmm. which is still um, very much involved in leadership and Mm -hmm. contributing to clubs and also um, spreading the word about Special Mm -hmm. Olympics, Mm -hmm. um, but also social Mm -hmm. because we're finding that such an important part is to to keep those connections going um, that... when you're at school, those connections are, are re- relatively easy to yeah, keep going. Yeah, and then so it true. ends. And it's hard. Yes. Yeah. Um, that can be a bit harder. So, um, yeah, we've got the Athlete Leader Camp in August for yes. our new people and um, the uh, the Athlete Leaders in the community group are going to be part of that too. And, yeah, so it's going to be going to be fantastic down at Mount Eliza in the depth of winter. Yes. <laughs> and guess who's going? Molly has your family. Yes, so she had to apply, and she did Mm -hmm. her Zoom interview, and she was so nervous, Mm. but so excited to get ready for Mm. that. We had that, you know, lined up for days. Mm. And so, should I wear my uniform? I said, yes, wear your uniform. And then um, the man who did the interview said, "Tell me about some of your things that you like to do." and she said, I like Marvel and Lego. And he said, and also you wrote here you like chicken salt on chips. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, I've never had anyone say that I before. I mean, that makes, it <laughs> takes the chips up a whole level. Well, it so, does, you know. So she's very excited about coming on that weekend. So and I think as someone who's anticipating leaving school, mm-hmm. she feels like she's got a somewhere that's a little bit of a role. Mm. Yeah, mm. so... Um, yeah, we're we're designing that at the moment, and um, we'll have lots of lots of different components to it. Um, learning learning more about you know what Special Olympics stands for, and being able to talk about it mm. in your words yes. and what it means to you, um, so that uh, because people ask about it about Special Olympics, and and for our athletes are the best people to talk about their experiences, I I think, and and why they go along every week. Yes. You know. um, And she had to answer that in the, she said, friendship and my fitness. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And that's, you know, it's the participation, it's the inclusion, it's the friendships and, Mm. and, you know, you can. The belonging. The belonging. You can have a goal about competing at Special Olympics for sure. Yeah. And, and. That we had at World Games, ninety percent of the athletes had never been to a World Games before. Yeah, wow! Ninety percent of them had thought that they would never go to a World Games. Of course. Games. So, you know, the fact it can take you to to Berlin. Oh, it's yeah. incredible! Amazing. Amazing. Um, and Mount Eliza. And Mount Eliza. Yeah, also amazing. And mm. and just to also turn up every week mm. and see friends. Oh, it's the oh, greatest. Yeah. Porsche is. Um, is pretty awesome as well. Uh, it really, oh, really, really, really awesome. is. Yeah. It's a it's uniform, as many uniforms yep. <laughs> that I can't fit into my <laughs> cupboard. I know. <laughs> um, and and I think um, you know that that's part of it is 
is coming along and, and trying it and making up your goals as you're going. Yeah. Um, and, and I think I worry that people see a World Games, hear about a World Games and think, oh, Special Olympics wouldn't be for us because it's it's that high level. It's, it's so not. not. It doesn't have to be. No, it's I'm every Saturday right. at Bulleen at the soccer, standing on the fence, meeting your people, mm. seeing your children, yep. having a great time. I, I just, mm -hmm. I love it. Mm. And and it can be what you want it to mm. be. Yeah, that's right. Um, and, uh, you know, rarely do you see people leave without a smile on their face. Oh, there's and, always something mm. fantastic that's mm. happened. Yes. And, and as with my volunteer work, which is often meetings and boardrooms, yes. I reconnect by going. Yes. yes. I really reconnected in Berlin of sitting course. with the parents and, yeah. and hearing their stories and, um, you know, so good. And, and it's and super everyone has a story. It's super important, um, Anna, because you're ahead in, of me in this journey and I need to learn for you and I yearn to hear about what do you what did you do after school or you know, mm, and then mm. when I'm standing at the fence at soccer, there's to, younger people who yeah. are asking me things and mm. that's all just magnificent stuff yeah. that's not mm. even documented. Mm. No, we do learn so much from each other, don't we? Mm. Yeah. Um, that just mm. in those in those conversations oh that, that the have. whole family's accepted mm. that yes. doesn't happen in very many places <coughs> for the longevity mm. because you might feel like that a little bit at school yeah, but then, then that's gone yeah 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 no and, and i certainly saw that when we we're away and um these don't think that special olympics parents um you know, I think, oh, this is this is nothing. It's huge. It's mm, huge. If they're mm. kids are, um, representing their team, either at club level, state level, or internationally, we're all, you know, we're all mother hens. We oh. all want our kids <laughs> to do as well. Mm. And it doesn't matter if your kid's in their 40s. No. Or it's 16 or 12. Mm. We've all still got that, yes. um, that desire to see them um, achieve. And, yeah. and, a lot of us have been through a lot, a lot. more than the average. Yeah. And yeah, that's what I mean. To that, um, yeah. To see that achievement um, is, is oh, fantastic. Beautiful. Oh, beautiful. Anna. Absolutely love it. Oh, thank well, you. Well, thank you for your role, for your volunteering, for all the time. You, you were the head of delegation for Team Victoria. It was huge. I remember standing at the athletics and I said to Harry, wow, your mum's doing an amazing job. And he said, she's having a great time. <laughs> I was, I was, I was. You didn't see all the nights that we were up late. I know. I was like, I'm it's sure she's having a great time. Yeah, this is very enormous. <laughs> I, I saw you land last night and we were, we were discussing uniform. Oh, boy. Um, it's just huge. It's enormous. It's, it's got so many different shapes and sizes. Of course. And, um, Ages. It's all yeah. about mm. making those uniforms look absolutely stunning mm. and on every shape and size. And Yeah, and it's challenging. <laughs> yeah, and I ordered like a girl's 16, so then she had to get me a different one because I couldn't uh, do up the top. <laughs> that was a girl's 16. I had for, a girl's 16. For Tassie, <laughs> yeah, I got the wrong, I chose the wrong size. So then poor Yo was having to get me a bigger one because I couldn't even get it past my boobs. <laughs> yeah. No, I've, I, I have um, a, a rule about the polo shirts. Yeah. I reckon go really large yes. because there's nothing that looks worse than <laughs> oh, no. it's a quite the look. that doesn't breathe. <laughs> quite the look. 
And if it's longer, you can wear it as a little dress. And look, yeah, technically, yeah. I don't ever wear black, but for our club, I will. Okay, I'm just letting you know that. And, and you're from Melbourne. I can't believe it's not one of my colours, but no. I am wearing it with pride always. And you actually look good in it. Oh, anyway. thank you. Yep. Anyway, thank you, Anna. We're going to add this to our episode with Harry and Chelsea. Yep. And um, if people want to find out about Special Olympics, there's the website. And there'll be stuff in the show yes. notes. And then wherever you live around the world, there is local clubs. Mm. Absolutely. And that's the best place to best place to start. Find mm. um, a local club. doesn't matter if you don't have a sport yet that you've decided. Yeah. Find what's, find what's local, what sports they're offering mm. um, and, and go for it and, and just go once. Yeah, yeah. So at least get there. And if you have to yeah. bribe them to get there like I did, yeah, it's okay. worth it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah bribes are fine. I, I bribe myself it? to do yeah. something. <laughs> Little treats. Yeah. After I do this washing, I'm going to do this. I'm yes, going to have a mint slice. So. Yes. Or, or I'll get to watch that episode yep. that I've been watching. Yes. Yep. Oh, yep. my gosh. Yep. Well, thank you, Anna. Um, yeah, no sorry. Worries. Is there anything we missed? I've, I've got a question for you, Kate. Oh, yeah. A music question. Are you? Um, did you get Taylor Swift tickets? Is your? Are you into Tay-Tay? Uh, I, my, one of my children did. Great. So, yes, yes, she is going. Yes, yes. Fantastic. I went last time, I went last My time next too. Question. Oh, did you? My mm. next question is Robbie Williams. Yeah, 100%. Going to- I'm going to Robbie Williams. Yeah. 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 So. I'm going with uh, Bryony, who oh, is great. one of the moderators in our yeah. hangout. My, yes. One of my twin friends. Yep. So, yep. we are. So, that's my look Robbie. forward to. That's yeah, my great. And we had to buy the tickets so long ago. So long ago. They were like, it was like when we were like Mormon. Mormon. Yeah. I was like, yep. this is not this year. It's next year. <laughs> I know. We like, and oh, then next I year. through that. And then I thought, I'm going to miss this. Well, yeah. A, I'll miss it. Or B, where are the tickets? I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank goodness they might not have released them yet, though. No. You know how they release they just them just before? Up. Yeah. But yeah, very true. Good. Yeah. Right. Have to <laughs> get each other to remind you. you. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Well, thank Love you. See, See you. Bye-bye. Thank you so thank much. You, see you again, you again soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.